Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now for Monday, January 18th, 2021. It's Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Take a moment today. Reflect upon the way you treat others. That's all you have to do. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Give Dr. Mike O'Neill a call, make an appointment. I did it 27 years ago, and on that day, I took control of my dental health. You can do the same. Let's talk about sports. we got Championship Sunday coming up. We're going to talk about that in a second. And then we're going to talk to Laval Jordan, the head coach of the Butler Bulldogs, about his team's trip to Chicago tomorrow. We'll talk about Dr. King. We'll talk about that win against Creighton over the weekend. And we'll talk about Karis LeVert who was, uh, you know, Laval was on the staff at Michigan when Lavert played at Michigan. We'll talk about that, too. But let's talk about the Colts and how far away they are from being one of the four teams that comprise Championship Sunday, okay? you got the Packers and the Bucks playing for the NFC Championship. Then you've got the Chiefs and the Bills playing for the AFC Championship. What do all of these teams have? They have elite-level quarterback play. Tom Brady, arguably the best ever. Aaron Rodgers, arguably the most valuable player in the NFL this year at the age of 37. Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best quarterback of the last three years for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you've got Josh Allen, who's a top three quarterback this year and will be in the top three in terms of most valuable player balloting in the NFL for this year. The Colts, they've got Phillip Rivers. I love Phillip Rivers. Terrific guy, terrific human being, terrific father, right? Philip Rivers was ranked 18th in QBR this year. The other guys all in the top 10 and most in the top five. Josh Allen's terrific. Aaron Rodgers is terrific. Patrick Mahomes, terrific. Tom Brady, kidding me? He's Tom terrific. Those guys belong on Championship Sunday. Philip Rivers, despite being a terrific human being and a good quarterback, he is not capable of getting his team to Championship Sunday. Not against teams that have quarterbacks like this. And that's just the way it is. That is, is very, very sad. I would love to see Philip Rivers playing a Super Bowl. I'd love it. His arm, his mobility will not allow a team he plays for to get there. That is lesson one of the 2020 NFL season and the Indianapolis Colts. You've got to upgrade at the quarterback position, or you will see another, at best, 11-5 season with a first-round playoff game that's really, really close. Maybe the Colts win, maybe the Colts don't win. That's kind of who Phillip Rivers is, and he isn't going to get better at the age of 40. You don't go to your first Super Bowl as a starter at the age of 40. You just don't do that. And Phillip Rivers is 39 right now. He's going to be 40 in early December. He is not going to be the first to do that. So if you want to win a championship, you got to figure that position out. Let's talk about the Butler Bulldogs and to Laval Jordan. And, and the first thing I want to know, Laval, is what do your guys do? What's your team do to commemorate Dr. King's uh, day and and how do you, how are these guys kind of navigating what are really, really weird social times? Our guys, I'm proud of them because they've been really, uh, really open and really aware about, um, about just, uh, you know, their, their feelings and, and what's going on in their world and their lives as it relates to uh, social justice and civil rights and uh, state of our country, state of the world for that matter. Um, and we know what Dr. King stood for in his advancement of civil rights and human rights and, and how he went about it. I think that's the, 
the thing that you know try to impress upon our guys is how um, you know just how he went about it and and what he set in motion as I like to talk legacy is what you set in motion it's not necessarily the Nobel Peace Prizes or the championship trophies or the accomplishments but the things that you set in motion for the people that are uh, the, to, to make it better for the people that, that follow you. Um, and so that certainly something that, um, you know, we're all thinking about and we'll discuss as a team. And I know our guys will uh, be engaged in the conversation and always have been. We've done it every year um, at, at this time. So uh, that was probably the, uh, what's what I'm thinking about as much as DePaul right now, but uh, we'll talk about the Blue Demons too. What What is it about your team and about Butler basketball that gave those kids and gave you the idea uh, against Creighton that down 13 with seven and a half to go, you're still in the game and you keep grinding and you find a way to get it done. That doesn't happen at every program. Yeah, I think, again, you know, we, coming out of St. John's, um, you know, we didn't watch any film of the St. John games. We talked about we talked about our, our, our why, our collective why is again, what we just, um, some of what I was just mentioning to you guys. So I think, you know, you get in the moment and, and our, our emotion, your behavior uh, drives, you know, what, what, what results you get. I thought, you know, they made a run and we didn't respond well, didn't behave well. Everybody looked like it was over. Uh, you know, I think our seniors led and Miles Wilmoth gave us an energy boost, um, you know, of, of, appropriate behavior and response uh, because it's like, hey, fellas, what'd you expect? They're a good team. They're going to make a run and you're going to have to respond. Uh, at some point, you knew they were going to make a run. Now, it didn't have to be as big as it did, but we, you know, we had our heads down, missed a few layups. Uh, they made a few shots. And, and uh, so why? I think that's just a, um, as we say in our program and have said forever, Kent, just uh, don't flinch, right? And stay the course um, and then just keep, keep, you know, I think having an obsession to finish is something we talk about. And, and our seniors, uh, you know, Aaron and Bryce down the stretch, you know, made a, uh, made some plays on the court, both sides of the ball and, and gave us an opportunity. Our, our young guys gave us some energy, Tate and Wilmoth. And uh, so the combination, you know, it was enough to make it out of there alive. <laughs> DePaul's record isn't good, but they are really tough, aren't they? Now they're there. Charlie Moore stirs it, stirs the drink, and and they're good in transition. And uh, they've got weapons. They're talented. You know, they've they've had six games now to, to get into a little more of a rhythm. I know they they started late, and the season's been really choppy. So I can certainly understand that. But uh, yeah, they're 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 shooting the ball efficiently, and uh, they're they're you know they're as dangerous as anybody in our league. Is it hard to get your players, Laval, to look at DePaul like that? Uh, you look at the 0-4 record. Is it hard to get them in a mindset where we got to go to Chicago and we got to play really, really hard to beat this team? Yeah, I don't know. That would be a total lack of humility on our part if we were to look at anybody in any year. In any year. Uh, but obviously, the guys that have been here know, you know we went up there last year and got beat. Um, you know, there's not a there's – a, a number of guys that weren't here and didn't experience that, but um, yeah, I'm sure they're hearing it from their teammates and and guys have watched. I mean, right after we played Providence and uh, beat them here, guys watched Providence and DePaul go to a double overtime game, and and Providence obviously you know got got a uh, manhandled us when we went up there, and, and so there, it's the Big East, and I think 
it's uh, it's what you come here for. And guys know, hey, hey, you can't take a night off. Uh, you can't not show up for the fight uh, in any night in this league. How close is your team to playing 40 minutes of really good defense? Yesterday in the in the film room, locker room, just, hey, fellas, we got we have 40 minutes in us. Like that's the, we got to be hungry for 40 minutes of, of Butler basketball. We haven't seen that yet. Uh, so we got to take our practices. Obviously, we, when you miss the opportunity to practice, you know, don't take it for granted that we can get out here and, and get closer today, right? And that's the uh, that's the mission. And I think guys are, you know, they're, they're striving and obviously, you know, lineups have been fluctuating and all those things are, are real, but, you know, everybody out there is capable. And uh, so we've got to just be on a mission to, to, uh, to, to get there and prove it to ourselves uh, as much as anything that, that we have it in us. And, uh, so that's what you know, we'll get out there and practice today and try to get 1% better and a, a step closer. That's especially tough against Creighton, isn't it? it? It's always the case when you're playing. Coach McDermott is, I mean, he's one of the best offensive coaches out there and they brought, they recruit uh, and their system's really challenging. Uh, so yeah, if you can keep them this, what, 66 with the extra five minutes, you're not, not doing terrible, uh, but I thought I, yeah, I still don't, I still know we could we could do better. Um, that stretch there is where they went on the went on the big run. Um, so our transition defense has to get better. That's where they opened it up, and obviously that's what their strength is. Uh, so we've got to get better in that area. And then um, you know just defending. You know when they isolate one on one, Mahoney was a, he was a problem. Aaron Thompson did a great job on him late, which obviously helped uh, <laughs> helped us get to where we ended up. Lavelle, you coached Karis LeVert for a couple of years while he was at Michigan. What are the Pacers getting, both as a man and a player, in Karis LeVert? Love him. One of my, uh, we actually talked the other day when I heard he was coming to Indy. Uh, so we talked shortly after, uh, FaceTimed, and yeah, he's excited. Yeah, I told him he can't live in my neighborhood. That's the only thing. <laughs> but an uh, unbelievable human being. Um, you know, it's like, and it's funny because Carmar Baldwin reminded me a lot. Kerry, they just hum, as humble as a person and a player uh, that you could be around is, uh, but just, and then competitive. And um, he's always, always looking to grow and get better. And he's done that, you know, ever since I've come in contact with him, he's just continued to get better, um, you know, and, and he strives to get, be a better player, be a better person. So he's just, you know, I think Indianapolis will really, really love him. I think he'll he'll fit great into what Chad and, and uh, Kevin are, are building over there with the Pacers. Um, so I'm excited for him. I'm excited for for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I think he's an extremely talented player now. Like he's a guy that can um, get a triple double at any. He can be one of those guys, and he can go for forty. We've seen him do that, and uh, his confidence is just is is uh, getting him at the right time. I would say. Uh, from in terms of where his confidence is now as a, as a guy that looks like he certainly belongs at that, at the, in that level. He's had a history of injuries that goes all the way back to Michigan. He's learned how to deal with injuries and how to put those behind him, how to deal with that adversity, hadn't he? I'm just telling you, his senior year, he came off the foot injury his junior year, his senior year, he was national player of the year. Valentine and Buddy Heald were like the two guys. If he didn't break his foot, he had triple double in his first Big Ten game in Illinois, and he broke his foot again. He would have been player of the year. I, 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 I go to my grave saying he would have, he would have beat them both. Because um, he's, he's that talented, he got that good. We were, we recruited him. He was committed to Ohio University with John Gross, and Gross left and took the Illinois job. 
And so Karis, a healthy Karis, we never lost to Illinois because he because I didn't take him to Illinois. But so yeah, we recruited him. It was us, Dayton, and Purdue, if I remember correctly, down the stretch, just late in the game. And uh, never saw him play in person uh, because it was late. It was April. He had run his team to a state championship. Um, and uh, Bar Bakari Alexander, who I worked with, he was kind of the lead recruit, but we all got to know the family pretty well, pretty quick. And uh, came in, it was 160 pounds, and we were going to redshirt him. And uh, he wouldn't let us. <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, he, you know, he just, his training table plate would be like this high with pasta and potatoes and stuff. So he could get to 180 at some point. And uh, he, he helped us late in his freshman year. And obviously, you know, after that, so he's got a story now. He's got a why. I mean, you know, he, he comes back from injury because his dad passed away when he was, I think, 16. And, yeah, he was there with his brother and like he had to grow up quick. Uh, so injuries don't bother him. He's been through more than that. That's LaVal Jordan. He and the Bulldogs are going to take on DePaul tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. Can't wait to watch that game. DePaul's really fun. They're coming together a little bit. That win against Creighton, absolutely huge. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent Brighton early at 7 o'clock on Facebook Live and then on Periscope and Twitter immediately thereafter, right about 7.15. I cannot wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry.